What's going on, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a. Red. Happy to be here on this beautiful Saturday morning, almost afternoon. So, today, got a special guest. Hunter is on here. He's going to be the co-host with me today, and he's going to tell a story about Dogman. How are you doing today, Hunter? Pretty good. How about yourself? Can't complain, man. It's been a uh, long couple days. I had to work up in Dallas uh, for the week and then drive home last night. It's about a three hour drive. Uh, but, um, places. It's freezing here in Michigan. Oh, uh, I heard the whole north seems like it's snowing. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it was about negative five last night when I went down to start my truck. Uh, I can't say I completely missed that weather. I missed the snow from time to time, but not the severe coldness. Right. If it could snow at like sixty-five, I'd be golden. That that would be uh that would be pretty good. Sixty-five degrees in snow. Yep. So, just uh, listeners, um, give y'all a heads up. I uh, end up talking to Hunter through Reddit, and um, he just had a very cool, interesting dogman story that just completely caught my eye because I've heard a lot of dogman stories and um, from talking through people from email or through other podcasts as well. Um, his was definitely something that seemed to be one of a kind. Um, Hunter, I'm not going to uh, stop you too many times. I might ask a question every now and then um, to verify any, you know things um, that I might not understand myself or I might might not have heard but uh i'm gonna let you start up man from the beginning just take your time and uh go ahead all right so um two, would it be two weeks ago now um i'd gotten out of work early around midnight about an hour drive home from work um i had just gotten off the highway and uh i was on a pretty desolate stretch of road Around that time, there's no vehicles. I'm usually the only one on it if I get out of work early. I see one or two cars, maybe. But uh, just cruising along, doing about 55. And um, out of my pa- or yeah, my passenger side, I saw something stand up out of a ditch. I mean, the ditch is about 
three and a half, four foot deep. And uh, this thing was poking up about five foot out of the ditch. So I slowed down because I thought I was like looking at a deer standing up or something. That's what I thought at first. And uh, when I slowed down, there was just enough moonlight. And with my headlights, I could see a kind of rough outline of it. This thing had to have been seven and a half, eight foot tall. And uh, I watched it take three running steps up the side of the ditch and completely clear this road. And road's about 25 foot wide, probably. And uh, yeah, this thing jumped the entire road, landed on the other side, went down to all fours and took off tearing across this field. This thing cleared 150 yards in less than 10 seconds. It was moving. And uh, I stopped completely to see if I could, like, get a better look at it. And this thing was huge, man. It had to have been, I don't know, three, 400 pounds, if I had to guess. But, so uh, um, it didn't touch the road at all? It just jumped over the road? It, yeah, it cleared the entire road. I was oh wow! I was in awe because I I've never seen anything like that happen. I mean, I've been in Michigan my whole life, seen pretty much every animal that is naturally around here at some point: bear, bobcat, uh, elk. We got pretty healthy elk population up north of me. Yeah, I've seen a lot of wildlife in the area, and this thing just completely baffled me. I mean, I racked my brain for days trying to come up with some kind of rational explanation for what I saw, and it just wasn't there. And um, started talking to a couple of my family members. Um, my grandpa, in particular, told me that... Um, pretty healthy chance what I saw was actually a dog man and I've always been I wouldn't say a, a firm believer definitely think it's possible because something doesn't want to be found it's not going to be found but I'm also you know pretty scientific person some kind of skeptical about things like that um but yeah it uh it fits the description of what you would think of as a dog man. I mean, just from the outline, it had a big old chest, it had a barrel chest to it, and couldn't really make out the head structure, but it did appear kind of canine. Um, like I said, it was, it was dark, and I could just barely make out the outline of it, and it was about... Um, I'd say a good 150, 200 yards away, but we had pretty well moonlit night, not a lot of overcast and almost full moon. So it was still decently bright out for the time it was. Um, yeah, I, uh, still kind of have a hard time believing that's what I saw. I haven't really told many people about it because... I don't want people to kind of, you know, discredit it or come up with, oh, well, you're probably just tired and seeing things. I've, I've been pretty tired and probably shouldn't have been driving in my day. And 
never seen anything like that. So I'd have to doubt that one. Yeah, I got to uh, agree with you. I've, I've been, uh, unfortunately, very tired while driving. And it's never, um, driving-wise, it never, you know, forced me to see something that wasn't there. So yeah. uh, I would say that would be a definite rule out for sure. Um, when you seen this, did you, like, get any kind of uh, feeling from it? that, you know, maybe it was, you know, it wasn't going to bother you or that it was evil or anything like that? Um, I kind of, when I saw it running away, there was, it was kind of comforting in a sense, because, I mean, seeing something like that, you're always going to have that, you know, primal fear of what the hell did I just see? And, um... At first, I was shocked, and I was like, what? What What was that? And uh, when I saw it running away, it was kind of like, okay, clearly this thing doesn't want to, you know, cause me any harm. Otherwise, it'd probably be pretty close to my tail end right now. But first thing I did after the encounter was I called my girlfriend, and I was like, you are not going to believe what I just saw. You can call me crazy if you want. But and then I, you know, told her about what happened, and she uh, compared it to another pretty strange encounter we had uh, October of last year. Or no, October of 2020. My bad. And uh, that we still have no clue what uh, we ran into, but I can go into detail on that one if you want to. Yeah, definitely. Let's let's go into that. Um, I my personal belief is that um, normally, if we recognize it or not, we've normally had some type of encounter beforehand. Right. And I that's just my personal belief because I I look back on a couple of times where I'm like, wow, maybe that's that's what that was. It's you know everything that points at it pretty much says that's what it was so uh october 2020 i had bought my first set of good night vision and um wanted to go mess around with it look at some stars things like that so there is a little a, a park right down the road from our house and um there is absolutely no light out there. There's not even like a street light or anything. We live in a pretty small town. It's only got about 900 people. So it's real quiet and kind of spooky here at night. Um, it, it's eerie silence when you get like we'd go for night walks and there's times where I'd be like, yeah, I don't know. This feels weird. But uh, yeah, we went down to this park to you know, check out my night vision. And um, as we were on our way there, the one cop in town uh, passed by us. And I mean, the park's closed at night because, you know, kids will go down there and do things they're not supposed to. So we go into the park and he, it's uh, got like a wraparound drive to it where you can pull in one side, drive all the way around, pull out the other. He pulls in, kind of goes around, checks things out and then parks. 
So I had my girlfriend turn the flashlight on her phone on. So that way kind of signal to him, like, you know, we're not trying to hide from you. We're right here. That whole thing. Um, so I'm looking around with my night vision and uh, I see what I thought was a deer. So I was like, oh, cool, a deer. And I was going to watch it. Well, then I noticed this thing had started chasing the cop car and got a better look at it. This thing was down on all fours and its head was about a foot above the taillight. And this is a you know police cruiser Tahoe. So it's a pretty big vehicle. And, um, yeah, this thing was chasing this cop car. So I was watching it through my night vision and about a hundred yards away or so. So not too, you know, up close and personal, but clear enough that I could see the eye shine from it. And, you know, the cop didn't want any part of it. I never got a chance to talk to the cop about what he saw, but I almost feel like, this thing like felt me watching it because it stopped dead in its tracks and squatted down like a human, almost in like a three point position. Like if you're playing football, but you know, butt was closer to the ground and um, it just locked eyes with me. And I told my girlfriend, like, get out of here. And I kept watching it and it, it just, stared completely at me and we locked eyes um i turned around to you know get out of there because i started feeling pretty uneasy about it and then i stopped after about 10 seconds of running turned back around and looked and this thing had moved closer to us and was now kind of haunched down behind a tree still looking at us and um yeah, we, we got out of there pretty quick. And once we got back on the main road and closer to town, we started hearing dogs like whimpering and barking and going nuts. I mean, like I said, it, it's a real quiet town. There's nothing that goes on at night. Um, we hear sirens from police, fire, whatever, maybe once a month. It is a very boring town. And um, yeah, we could not figure out what we had seen and the second time I had turned around to spot it there was just enough light that my girlfriend saw it too with her naked eye and um yeah it I have no clue what it could have been still always wanted to go talk to the cop about it and you know just ask kind of nonchalantly if he's had any weird experiences in the area um the more that I've dug into it, I uh, have found out that this town is kind of a hotspot for paranormal and unexplainable things like that. Um, but yeah. So um, when you were when you were driving and you seen it, was it on all floors, uh, like all floors, like running like a almost like a dogwood, or was it running on you know its hind legs? When it stood up out of the ditch it was on its hind legs and it took three steps up the side of the ditch on its hind legs and that's when it jumped the whole road when it landed on the other side of the road it went down to all fours and was running like a dog uh, i meant i'm sorry i'm sorry uh i meant when you seen this chase in the cop car oh it, it was uh on all fours but 
when it went down on its haunches and had one arm on the ground, that's when I was like, okay, that's definitely not a dog or a deer. Because at first, you know, I, I, I tried to chalk it up to a deer with chronic wasting disease or something because that'll make them do some pretty weird things. But never heard of something chasing a car. And, yeah. It, yeah. No, I mean, I've, I've heard of cryptids that kind of look like deer. I mean, they, there are many different opinions about them, whether it's skinwalkers or when to go chasing on their, you know, their, their back legs and running like we would. But I've never, the, the way you describe it, definitely never heard of uh, one of those creatures doing something like that. That definitely seems more like a, uh, a dog man thing, honestly. I've heard a lot of different encounters where dog man, you know, would be chasing Mm. you know vehicles or chasing after you and and atvs or something like that and that's the other thing is i've never heard of anybody being like out of all the encounters i've you know researched here and there never heard of anybody being physically attacked it's almost like these things they're in it for the thrill of the scare if i could if that makes sense like they they're more so out to scare you than to harm you yeah I mean that that definitely makes sense. I've I haven't heard many encounters where they do physical harm. Like you said, a lot of encounters where they try to scare you. And I know uh, Tony Merkel from the Confessionals podcast. Uh, I believe he mentioned that he kind of he kind of feels that they uh, they almost feed off of fear. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was drawing from it too. Because I mean. I've heard of a few encounters from other podcasts I've listened to on YouTube where you know, these creatures just had people dead to rights. Like, you know, if they wanted to, they could take your face off with one swipe, and they just they don't. Uh, they get get you to the point where you know you are absolutely terrified in that primal state of I need to get out of here or I'm gonna die, and they just they leave you alone at that point kind of turn tail and go back to doing their own thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. To me, that that sounds like a, a definitely a great theory for sure. Um, because you don't really hear too many. Uh, well, I guess if you did, <laughs> there'd be a problem. Because I, I'm sure if these things attack, there's, there's no uh, living through the attack. And more than likely, probably not any witnesses left either. So it might be a little hard to uh, get a uh, person that that's lived through attack. Like there's there's been people that have lived through Bigfoot attacks, you know, from getting charged and whatnot and, and knocked down and hurt pretty badly. Um, but most of the time, I think that you know. They just want you out of their area. Um, what what kind of makes me more of a believer well, is no matter what period you go to in time and what culture, they all have a different type of, I guess what you could call monster, 
or you know folklore of their culture where there's some kind of upright canid creature from my understanding one of the first documented encounters from like the mid 1500s where uh if i'm not mistaken it was in germany um there's wood carvings on it and it clearly depicts a creature with a wolf's head standing upright and terrorizing the villagers and this went on for you know a couple generations and then it just stopped and you know and then you go to uh the original michigan dogman song which came out in the summer of 89 started as a prank um radio dj wrote this song as kind of like a halloween thing and after he aired it the station was flooded with calls regarding encounters and after that it just kind of blew up in michigan and became a very well-known thing around here a lot of the, the native tribes up north they don't even like to talk about it um, i remember being younger and um my grandpa does a lot of work with uh, one of the Cherokee tribes up there. And, you know, I asked one of the elders, I guess you could say, what his thoughts on it are. And, you know, he kind of shut it down real quick and was like, yeah, we don't talk about that. You bring attention to it. It brings attention to you type thing. And that's one of the main reasons I've always been like, okay, well, maybe there is something out here in the woods of Michigan that just doesn't want to be found. You know, if it's been hiding in plain sight for how long, who's to say it's not really out there? And you know, people just discredit it because it's something that's completely unexplainable and hard to wrap you know, our heads around as something that could be based in science. Yeah, 100%. And um, like you said, there's, there's a history of these creatures. Uh, for sure, um, through the First Nations people, the Native Americans, Vikings. There's there's a saga where the Vikings they stopped on an island, and it was an island of dogmen. I've heard of that one. Yep. Um, and originally it was they they made a trade agreement, but the dogmen uh, broke the trade agreement and uh, ended up going to a war with them. You know. Um, uh, the same thing uh, with the, the Vikings coming to America first. Um, they met with the local tribe of Native Americans, and um, I can't remember off my head what tribe it was. Uh, but they made a trade agreement with them, but also let them know, hey, we got the uh, we we have forest giants here, you know, the guardians of the forest, and end up fighting them side by side fighting them off um because some some native americans uh when it comes to sasquatch anyway some of them befriend them some of them went to war with them uh but i always say you know history is evidence um they just recently discovered that the wolverine here in the united states uh is an instinct. They thought it was an instinct creature for over a hundred years. I think it was a hundred and six years. And then 
found it in a forest when they, where they weren't even looking for that. They were looking for something else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for, for people to be like, well, you know, I've never seen one. Yeah, that doesn't mean it's, it's you know, not real. Well, you know, they said the same thing about cougars in Michigan. You know, oh, we don't have cougars around here. And then uh, actually my dad's buddy from high school was leaving a football game one night. Lo and behold, hit and killed a cougar. And that was kind of what changed people's perspectives on it. And ever since then, it's been known that, yeah, these things are out there. They're just very elusive creatures that don't like to be bothered, which I, mean, I get. I mean, you just have to think it. Over time, there's just there's not many creatures that want to sit there and uh, mess with the humans. Exactly. Either uh, the, like the wolverines. The wolverines were almost hunted and killed to extinction. Thankfully, they were and they were found a hundred years later. But they dipped out for over a hundred years, and we couldn't find them. That's because they didn't want to be found. They they adapted and said, if we don't, you know, find a place to hide, then uh, that's that's the end of us. I mean, right now, like you just mentioned, the cougars. Well, down. Um, I mean, here in Texas, uh, Ohio, Louisiana, they have the jaguar. That's been seen. Uh, even in North Carolina, I believe as well, they've seen a, a black jaguar. They say it doesn't exist. That's because it doesn't want you to find it. And you know, we—I I feel as humans, we don't give these animals, you know, a lot of credit, and we think, oh well, you know, we are the apex beings. We can find it if we want to. You got to think; these things have been roaming the wilderness lot longer than we have and if they want to evade and not be seen they're very well capable of it you also got to think you know just how vast the wilderness in the united states even just michigan is i mean we have thousands of acres of forests that have never been charted before and it's just too thick of country to really get into and do any real expeditions. Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. And I, I've I've said that in the past that there's definitely land right here in the U.S. Never mind the world, but right here in the U.S. that humans have not touched. They've through whether it's in the mountainside or whatnot. There's it's not possible for us to scale every foot or a mile for that instance, um, of land, even right here. Some of it's hard, either hard to get to, or, you know, sometimes it could spook other people out. I'm sure there's been people in the past that have tried to, uh, go out to the unknown areas and just said, no, no, thank you. Um, I've, I've heard plenty of stories of, uh, I mean, just, uh, one that's, uh, in Georgia, they went out to the mountainside in Georgia. This gentleman is a, a pro hiker. He, he knows what he's doing. Um, camping, he, you know, Boy Scouts, all that stuff. And goes out, went out on the off trail, found this beautiful waterfall, but kept on seeing this, this cat would appear out of nowhere. Just appear and look at him and stare at him. Well, 
he ended up uh, finding out that apparently that um, there is a old woman back there. And she said she's been keeping an eye on him the whole time. Hmm. Um, to me, when I listened to the interview, I definitely believe that he's seen something that scared the daylights out of him. Because yeah. I, I think even to me that would scare me because it's kind of like a reality check is, I mean, I've seen my fair share of things, but having something sit there and say, Hey, uh, yeah, I was watching the whole time and I, and I was really a cat. Yeah. That's, that's just something that's, you know, you hear that and you're like, okay, well maybe I'm just going to leave that, you know, alone. That there's clearly something in there that doesn't want to be bothered, and it's not my place to bother it. Yeah, exactly. And, and you always uh, there's there's also like Bigfoot sightings with a lady that wears white, some some kind of white dress, and there's Bigfoot sightings that like go in with her. I'm not sure what she has to do with them, but there's there's a decent amount. Almost the same amount that has to do with the, you know, the orbs. Um, yeah. I don't ever yep. know if you've ever seen something like that before, but I have. I have recently, uh, out on my land, looked at it through a scope because I thought somebody was out there. Um, probably about four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. My fiance wakes me up saying, hey, 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 babe, there's, there's somebody outside. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, we're on 22 acres of property. Who's outside? Right. There's somebody outside with a light. So I looked through the window of the tent and I looked over and sure enough, there's a green light. And I'm like, ah, man, it kind of looks like the military style light. But I couldn't see, you know, the beam. So I'm like, well, let me take a look through the scope. So I, you know, grab my rifle, look through the scope and all I see is the light. There's no beam. I don't see anybody holding it. And the terrain over there it's impossible to walk smoothly right you're you you have to traverse some pretty rough territory i'm imagining yeah so this thing just watching this thing glide like it did i'm like there's no no way that's a person doing that because they they would fall and get hurt if they were running it wouldn't be a smooth line it would be up and down and even if they were walking, it would be the same thing. But uh, You know, you'd be seeing the origin source from the light itself. Yeah, exactly. And you would think that there would be some kind of kickback where you actually see the person that's holding it. Especially with, the, you know, my scope. I, I should have seen it. I seen the light really good. I just couldn't see what what was holding it or, where, you know, where it was coming from. It was just strange. Well, uh, going back to what I said about, you know, my area being a hot spot for weird, unexplainable things. Uh, back in, I don't know, early 2000s, right before I was born. No, it would have been early, late 90s. Uh, my dad actually lived in an apartment uh, not too far from me, their little apartment complex. And from his recount, it was... Uh, middle of summer, about 9.30, so just starting to get dark, but not quite dark, dark yet. 
And uh, he had the door open, but the screen door was closed, and he was standing doing dishes. And he said he saw two lights, a blue and a green light, just kind of come in, hover around the parking lot for a minute, and then just disappear. And, um, you know, my, my dad's actually from the area as well, and he's had quite a few weird encounters. Um, another one that he told me about, there is an old railway bridge that hasn't been used in, I don't know, 60 years. It's abandoned stretch of track. Well, my dad used to go back to that bridge and, um, you know, hang out. Just kind of, it was his like relaxation spot. It was real calming. One night he was sitting out there smoking a cigarette and uh, he said he saw something fly overhead that had like eight foot wingspan and he could feel the downwind from it batting its wings. And uh, eight foot wingspan, that's, even if it was say an eagle or something, that is a real big eagle. And for it to be able to feel the downforce from you know, the wind, that's something that, you know, he told me that story when I was real young. Um, but that's always something that stuck with me, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard, um, I don't know if I've heard reports out of Michigan. But there's, there's a lot of uh, flying type of cryptids. And, uh, and there's, there's flying non-cryptids either. And I'm not just talking about the birds that we know of. I, I mean, like, uh, dinosaurs from the dinosaur age, a lot of people are, are saying that they see dinosaurs flying in the air. Yep. Uh, Quetzalcoatl or something like that. Can't yeah. Can't pronounce it, but yeah. Basically, people see like a pterodactyl type thing flying around. Yes, exactly. And he, there's even a report of like a bunch of uh, like you see like a small flock of birds, how, how they just go from part to part. Uh, even a small flock of the pterodactyls, which really? is hard. I mean, it's believable because obviously, again, we don't know what's out there. Uh, as as big as this world really is, but there's there's been um, sightings of these little pterodactyls, whether they're they're babies or I don't know maybe full grown and that they just got smaller as time went by, so harder for us to see. Um, but they were even getting uh, described to uh, how um, hummingbirds fly around, right? So. It's for sure. I mean, something with a an eight foot wingspan—that's huge. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest recorded eagle wingspan in Michigan was only like six and a quarter, six and a half feet, and you know, that, that's that's quite the wingspan. That's a full grown man, you know, laying down. Yeah, uh, that's that's a that's a really big bird too. It's yeah. that. And you could tell the difference between a bird and something else. The the thing is, and I'm sure you know this too, from your sighting, like when we see something and we get told that, you know, it's not real, like monsters, you know, we got told monsters aren't real. So, 
you see something like dog man you, you try to figure out all right what is that is that a is it an actual dog is it a bear and we just go down through a list yep. a logical that, list that was my first guess when i saw it standing on its hind legs is oh that's a bear i mean we have bear this south in michigan but it's a very very rare thing to spot one um i think there's only been five recorded sightings in the last five years and these are just, you know, small little brown bear black bear we don't really have like grizzlies or anything this far south you don't really start seeing grizzlies till you get up near upper peninsula and actually into the upper peninsula kind of near canada um but yeah, that was like my first thought is, holy shit, I just saw a bear. And then I was like, wait, no, that is definitely not a bear. I mean, a bear can walk on its hind legs, but it's it's definitely don't got enough strength to completely jump and clear a 24, 25 wide stretch of road. Like, that is what, you know, baffled me and the the air that it got just from those three steps, this thing was seven foot off the ground. It would have completely cleared my car had I been closer to it. And the, after I saw that, I racked my brain for days trying to rationalize. Like, Because like I said, I'm a pretty scientific person. I like to have concrete evidence and, a, you know, for lack of a better term, realistic way to describe something and it, it drove me nuts and i eventually i just kind of chalked it up to yeah i definitely saw something that is completely unexplainable probably never gonna have a rational explanation for it so i'm just gonna have to go with the irrational at this point exactly and it's it's it it's always a hard thing because then, then your brain, a lot of people, you know, when they see something and they finally realize no, that's, that's nothing that I know of. And it's, that's a monster. And I, cause it, I mean, legitimately that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure people are going to get mad and upset that that's what I'm saying. Um, but you know, you're talking about dog, man, I'm 90% of dog man encounters. People get this, evil feel from it and they always say pure evil uh hatred demon you know they always describe it like that 10 percent of the encounters on the other hand you'll you'll have somebody that were like oh no it was friendly uh i didn't feel any kind of hate going off of it um but see those are almost the ones that like i, I don't really like to be the guy that discredits people's encounters but if you see something like that and your immediate thought is oh this thing is friendly i almost just have to go with you know you're making it up for the attention because it's it, throughout recorded history of the legend it's never really been a friendly creature no no it definitely hasn't uh I could tell you from my personal encounter when I was a kid, it didn't seem like a friendly thing to me. It scared the bejesus out of me. Right. I mean, I I was in the backwoods and I ran as fast as I possibly could to get away from that situation. So even as a grown grown man, 
whether I, I've seen different things along the way of my lifespan, but I still couldn't look at that thing saying, yeah, I think it's not going to hurt me. Right. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's just one of those things where it taps into your primal emotions of, you know, this thing is terrifying. It wants to hurt me. Even if it, it, if it doesn't want to hurt you and it just wants to scare you or, you know, you're trespassing in its territory, it, it's a terrifying, almost traumatizing thing, depending on how well you react to situations like that. Yeah, exactly. And it that's why, I mean, I, I do have a hard time sometimes believing when people say, you know, like that 10% group, but maybe on the other hand maybe some of them are different it's definitely possible just i have a belief that all bigfoots aren't the same i don't think all of them are you know giant killers that just want to you know kill you um but i also don't think all of them are care bears either right. you know and that's that's even a larger painted picture um out there where there's certain people i'm not going to mention any names that try to paint this picture that they're care bears that they're you know they're lovey dovey that's you know they will never hurt you you're safe and i think that's a very unsafe thing to do and tell people right because i mean look at look at apes that we have on record take chimpanzees for example they are violent they will rip your face off and not have any emotion about it. Now, an eight, nine foot tall, 700 pound ape-like creature, apes kind of all have the same tendencies. I mean, take a gorilla, for example. Probably the closest scientifically backed thing we can actually get to a true... Uh-oh. Am I losing you? Hunter, you still there, buddy? Not sure if you can hear me, Hunter, but uh, you're cutting it. You were cutting in and out. Now I don't hear you at all. Uh, how are we looking with the? Uh, we got good, good connection. Let me see. Well, I tried to unmute you. Is it shot up muted for some reason? Well, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, right now we're having issues uh, with, I guess, Hunter's connection. But I'm gonna be staying here. We're gonna uh, wait for Hunter to get back. As we're waiting for Hunter to get back, let me just say this: anybody, if you have a paranormal cryptid any kind of whether it's ufos aliens i'm more than willing to talk to you about it whether it's live right here on the air like hunter's doing or if you want just to go email back and forth and maybe we'll do a edited podcast together and you just you know share what you experienced and that's great no issues with that whatsoever um but if you want to do that 
email me at MIA podcast at patreon.com. I'm just having a couple uh, technical difficulties right now. That's all right, man. We'll wait for you if you want uh, to come back on and join us. Just uh, go ahead, feel free, and we'll try to wait up for you on that. Uh, in the meantime, as me and Hunter were saying, um, you know, it's uh, it's hard to justify a couple things. Uh Dogman, for instance, could they all be the same? Maybe. Are there possibly some maybe nice ones out there, good ones out there? Of course, anything is really possible. There's no, there's no actual uh, expert in this field. There's just, there's not. There's people that have a decent amount of knowledge, for sure. Um, there's people like myself that like to go out into the field and check things out. Um, but otherwise, it's just, uh, Mr. How's it going? Otherwise, you know, you don't have one where you're sitting there studying or as uh, Wes Groomer from Sasquatch Chronicles would say, we don't have one in our garage. So, you know, we, we're, we don't really know. Um, we just base on things that we've heard and our own experiences. And we try to put those thoughts together and get everything going. So with Hunter's encounter uh, and seeing the dog man, to me, and again, what, what really amazed me, because I haven't heard too many encounters where uh, it, it just straight clears the road. It, it, it jumped high. So that kind of makes me think that you know, it's seen Hunter coming, looked at him and was like, all right, well, you know, I don't want to have a contact with him. Let's just up, clear the road and keep going. Uh, do I think it's, I mean, I, I definitely think that's possible. It's probably a super hard thing to, uh, rationalize i'm sure i don't know i mean if i'm driving i see someone clear the road like that it's like what in the world is that uh but you know hunter was able to stop take a look at it watch it go up the ridge um and you know try to uh help himself really um understand what what it was and a, a lot of people, unfortunately, a, a lot of people don't do that. If, if other people seen that, they, uh, I don't know. I, I can't see a rational thing because we all, again, uh, we talked about it. We all go through this thing where we sit back and we try to go through steps. Oh, uh, looks, are you back, Hunter? Says you're connected again, not muted. Well, it's. I guess until uh, Hunter says he's back, I'll stay on this uh, little tarot I have. Um, you know, we all try to go through the local, you know, the logical steps. And once we pass that logical step, some people uh, can't handle, you know, going past that. Some people go in straight denial. I've, I've known where hunters will refuse to say that they've seen a dog man or they've seen a, you know, Bigfoot. And they'll sit there and be like, no, 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 that's not what it was. Uh, it, it was a bear. 
or it was a wolf. Um, just because they don't want to go out of that realm, you know, of what they know, that they know this is what it is. And I think that scares a lot of people, uh, for sure. When they, they know things for a fact that not that, that this does not exist. And when they see it, they, they again, deny it. So bear or wolf, that's, that's what you hear. Or sometimes an ape, it's like, well, he, unless it escaped from the zoo, we don't really have any of those, uh, here in the U S. So you could say, you know, humanoid, you know, Bigfoot, yeah, Bigfoot could possibly be an ape. It could be a humanoid. Um, Dogman on the end, I think Dogman's the uh, ultimate question mark. Dogman, uh, what could that possibly be? I've heard him described as the uh, Egyptian god um, Anubis. That's what some people say Dogman looks like. Others say it's, you know, almost like a werewolf type of style. Uh, so it, it really matters on what the, I guess, what the encounter, maybe where you encounter it, much like uh, Bigfoot. It depends on where you encounter around the world. But even right here in the U.S., uh, different states, it seems like they have different looks. Some are bigger, some are smaller, some are, you know, heads are shaped differently. Um some are thin, some are, you know, just a lot of them you hear that they're big giant bodybuilder, uh, styles. So, and it's the same thing with Dogman too. Some people, uh, say that Dogman, they're huge. Some say that they're, I think six, uh, what's the smallest encounter? I want to say six foot is the smallest I've heard possibly. Um, but that's the thing. Um, Hunter, you back, buddy? Oh, no. Uh, well, Hunter seems to be gone. Uh, experienced some technical difficulties for now. Uh, try to call in, Hunter, and see if we can get you back on. There we go. There we go. I think I think we might have got you connected again. I don't know why you're not showing up. Let me see something here. I apologize, everybody. We're going to do this. I'm going to send my invite as a speaker. And let's see if he could uh, get through that way. Oh, we're still having technical difficulties. But as I was telling Hunter about the light uh, that was out on our land, and um, I'm sure you all know, uh, as I said in previous shows, though I don't think I really showed uh, share that much information about the light that we've seen. I kind of glossed over it. But um, as I said on the previous shows, we had the whole uh, experience with the tent. 
Uh, you can all check that out on our YouTube channel. You can look up our YouTube channel, our Twitter channel, and all that right here on the Podbean uh, page. So definitely check that out. I am going to be working on a Facebook, a brand new Facebook uh, page strictly for us. Um, it's not going to be one of those side pages. It's going to be an official uh, Facebook page. Um, and again, if you have a story that you want to share where it's paranormal, UFO, the cryptid world, please go ahead and share it at MIA Podcast at protonmail.com. Again, that's MIA Podcast at protonmail.com. Feel free to follow us on Twitter. Hopefully, everybody out there is having a great weekend. Uh, I know I'm going to enjoy my weekend off. Uh, though I do have a lot of other stuff to do between the podcast, the pages, and everything else I'm going to try to get done. Um, Hunter just vanished uh, as one of the listeners. And don't forget, please follow us. Like the page and share it. If you like what you hear, and I guarantee you're going to like today's episode because, man, Hunter shared some great stuff with us. Hopefully, he could connect with us again. I'm going oh, to, I see he's back. So, let's see if we could send you another invite a speaker. Uh, hopefully, it's going to connect. I don't understand what's going on. Um, double check my connections. No, everything looks good on my end. Uh, call ended. Uh, sent. Hmm. Try one more time here. So we're trying to get uh, Hunter to be able to connect back up with us um, to finish up the show. I'm not sure if... Uh, He's going to be able to. We're having some crazy technical difficulties. But, Hunter, since you are listening, I'd like to invite you back on the show sometime, uh, whether you've had any other experiences or if you just want to uh, co-host me, co-host with me, uh, talk about different theories and whatnot. I don't know if you're like myself, but I like to go out. I like to do my own kind of investigating, um, especially if I have sightings that are local to me or within we'll say like four hour drive. Nah, I'll go out eight hours. I'm not going to lie. That's my property is about seven hours away. So I'll drive around, you know, go to a, uh, a sighting or, you know, check out and, and do some investigating. Um, unfortunately Hunter is having some crazy, uh, issues linking up with us, but, um, Let's see. Are we going to be able to do something here? There we go. He's back. Sorry about that. I got a phone call and it completely disconnected everything. Oh, that's all right. That definitely happens to the best of us. But all right. Where were we? So we were we were talking about the uh, different theories pretty much about how, uh, you know, some some people say that uh, Dogman, when they see it, oh, yeah, they, they yeah. feel it's pure evil. And um, same, well, and it's not the same with Bigfoot. You know, some people see Bigfoot and, and see this nice uh, Bigfoot that doesn't bother them. They don't, they don't feel this fear factor. 
uh, with them. And sometimes they do. Sometimes they look at the Bigfoot and say, man, that thing looks like it's going to kill me. Uh, so a little bit of a difference, but why is that? I don't know. Uh, honestly, uh, is it because dog man has, you know, a face of a dog or a wolf and maybe looks scarier? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I think a lot of it with the dog man, for instance, would kind of boil down to a media portrayal. Because, you know, in the media, the dog man is portrayed as a werewolf or a wolf man or, you know, any of the other names you can come up with for it. When, personally, I feel like the idea of a werewolf has been adapted from the hundreds of years of, you know, folklore and legends from the dog man. You know, like we were talking about earlier, it's been recorded throughout history for millennia or not millennia, but, you know, thousands of years, yeah, yeah. centuries. And, um, you know, I, I think that's why a lot of people also kind of discredit the dogman in a sense is because, you know, they think, oh, well, it, it, that's a werewolf. Those aren't real. Those are just Hollywood. When, you know, who's to say that the only reason Hollywood keeps making all these movies about these cryptids is because they know they're out there and they want to desensitize us to, you know, the possibility that they are. You could definitely be right. I was I was honestly kind of uh, thinking the same thing recently. Um I watched, uh, what's that brand new Marvel's, um, movie that just came out, uh, I I can't, I'm completely drawing a blank here. It's, uh, it's about the, man, I can't, I can't believe it. I just, I just watched last week. Um, but it's the brand new Marvel movie that came out and, I was sitting there watching it, and there's a lot of things that, if you if you look at it, I guess from a certain perspective, you you kind of look at it and see, wow, uh, some of this might actually generate to real life. Um, just the way that uh, I guess the uh, story plans out. And I wish I could remember the name of the movie. For some reason, I'm completely uh, drawing a blank on it. But um, yeah, to to me, it's it's. Uh, I think Hollywood is doing that. I mean, between like you said, the, the werewolf movies uh, that they constantly put out. I mean, I I could tell you the one that I seen. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched any of the Underworld movies. Yep, yep. The one that I've seen looked like one of those. When it's in, in its werewolf form. That's the one that I've seen kind of look like. Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, matter of fact, I actually just watched Rise of the Likings, I don't know, last week. And they they definitely 
could be uh, a relative, I guess you could say, of what you picture when you think of a dogman. And then other people say that it looks like the Egyptian god Anubis. Right. And, you know, there's another thing. There is Which is completely different from what I've seen. I'm, it's, if I remember Anubis right, he has the dog head, human upper body, yep. and is it dog legs again? I think it's uh, just the dog head and, and a normal human body the rest of the way down. Yes, you know, yes. But when you think about it, there is literally egyptian carvings of a humanoid creature with a canine head and this is going back you know to the the before christ times yeah and there's even a i believe there was an egyptian king that had that same uh or maybe it was a, a sorcerer but had had the dog head and human body. Yeah, it was, it was one of the two. But you know, th- that's just another one of those things that here we have another portrayal from three thousand years ago of a a human with a dog's head, and this was a worshipped being. Like. It just really makes you think the deeper you go into it, okay, maybe these things are real and they, they could just be being hidden from us. Because one thing that I like to equate it to is aliens. I know a lot of people are, it, it's very back and forth when you get on the topics of aliens. There's either people that are you know, 100% believers or people that don't think there's any way that there's any other form of intelligent life anywhere out there. Which, not to get off topic, but personally, I think that's slightly conceited to think that there's no possible way in the ever-expanding reaches of outer space that we are the only intelligent beings. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't believe that at all. Uh, there's, there's no possible way because, uh, honestly, uh, we're not that intelligent as a species, as a species as a whole. We're really not. Oh no. Now we have some very intelligent people, you know, from Albert Einstein, Elon Musk, uh, and so on. Nikola Tesla, you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but when you put us in a big group, we're not intelligent. I mean, just as a, a thing, you could look back the last couple of years, um, people rioting. Right. Uh, it's not, that's not a smart thing to do. Um, you know, burning down businesses and stuff like that. Now You're just destroying your own city. Like, wh- what are you really accomplishing here besides creating a lower quality of life for yourself? Exactly. Now, you can see the government has slowly been releasing information about UFOs, about aliens. A little bit every year, you know, each year they they let out some 
classified information. And you know, it's almost been rampant the last year. Like it's, there's some kind of extraterrestrial in a headline every day. And then it almost goes back to the, you know, desensitization of, you know, yeah, like there, there's something out there. And I mean, even if you just look at it from, you know, a probability standpoint, there are infinite number of galaxies and planets and solar systems and blah, 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 blah. Like, I look at it like this. Space is infinite. It's ever expanding. There's no beginning, middle, end, you know. But the true term of infinite as a human is just, it, it's impossible to truly wrap our head around what infinite means. Everything we know will eventually die out. The, our own sun, the main thing that makes life possible for us, will die out. Everything we know as humans is finite. There's nothing we can do that is infinite and will never end. No, so, exactly. You know, and it just... It's one of those things where probability-wise, there has to be something out there. And, you know, one of my favorite theories on this topic, actually, is called the uh, zoo theory, where aliens are definitely out there. And the only reason that we've never seen a true extraterrestrial life form and they've never visited us on Earth in, you know, a very close encounter is because... What do beings that have mastered intergalactic travel at the speed of light want to do with people who can barely figure out how to stop fighting with each other over imaginary borders and, you know, can't barely make it out of our own six, seven planets? You know, it's, it's just one of those things that, like... Uh, that's, that's true. We are the ants in the ant farm. Exactly. The humans looking at us, we look at them like, ha, they're they're pretty dumb down there. When in reality, they just don't want anything to do with us because we haven't, for lack of a better term, proven that, one, we could even handle something of that magnitude. Because, I mean, look at what happened with the whole coronavirus thing. People are told, wash your hands, you know, don't put your fingers in your mouth, just basic things and the whole world goes to shit in a matter of a year. And all the tall paper's gone. Yeah. yeah I still, exactly. to this day, don't even understand that whole thing. Like, yeah, let's not buy food, water, <laughs> clothes. Tall paper. No, we, we just need to make sure we can wipe our butts. Like, that, that's that's, that's all it. it boils down to. That is survival at its finest. Like, it, that blew my mind when I, when I walked into the, the store and I'm like, this is a real thing. They really sold out the freaking toilet paper. Like, what is what are people afraid is going to happen? They're going to have, uh, they're going to explode from the inside or, or what? Right. Like, clearly, it's, you ain't ever been hunting and had to sacrifice a sock to make it work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, so you think they're babysitting us to make sure we don't f up the rest of the existence? I mean, eh, it's possible. Uh, we could be a, we could really be a giant experiment. Um, I believe that we were back in the Egyptian days were actually m probably more sophisticated to a point uh, than we are today. And I, I mean, technology wise, 
Um, I think that there is there is a technology out there, um, or has to be, that we can't account for anymore. There's there's no explanation to how those big giant stones got moved to where they got moved to, got cut to perfect ninety degree angles, and, and trust me, that is a hard thing to do. From before I was an appliance repair technician, I did carpentry for years. It's what I, it's the business I grew up in. It's what my father did. Yeah, Making a ninety degree cut is not easy. I would have to agree with the commenter. I mean, I mean, we as humans, we are literally destroying the one place we have to call home on a daily basis. Like, I, I would definitely have to agree with you oh we we definitely are i mean we're cutting down a lot of our trees um using our species destroying our ozone layer i mean just like okay from my standpoint i live in michigan my whole life we've had some pretty terrible winters the last three years we've barely gotten any snow I mean, it was 65 degrees on Christmas this year. Like, you, you can't yeah. say that we're not doing something to destroy our atmosphere and causing the globe to warm up. I, I, I think we're definitely doing something. It's, it's very weird because when I, I, I'm originally from New Jersey. Okay, so yeah, you definitely get it. So northeast winters are rough. We used to get a lot of like when I was a kid, we were getting three feet of snow, and you know, the the over the the overdraft was uh, crazy. But you know, could be anywhere between eight feet high. Yeah. Um, and then it it slowed down as I got older. It didn't snow as much, and then all of a sudden got hit again with a bunch of snow it's it, it, even right now as we speak jersey's getting blasted with snow i, I have a friend that's uh she's been working for 20 hours shoveling snow so i i definitely agree with that uh whole thing there, there's something whether it's the ozone or or magnetic pole shift could, could definitely be it you're right um there's something going on right now that is really messing up the weather. Uh, even last year here in Texas, they they never felt no zero degree cold weather here. It was the coldest weather that they've had in history, and it shut down most of the state uh, because the states ran on wind turbines. Well, whoever decided to do the wind turbines didn't decide to do anything for cold weather. They had the option to do it, they said, no, it doesn't get that cold here. You know, why Why are we going to do that? And right. guess what? It got that cold here for the first time ever. And people went out, you know, without electric heat for weeks. I remember hearing about that. That was uh, the Houston area, wasn't it? That was mainly affected? Uh, Houston was mainly affected. Parts of Dallas was... Um, but yeah, ma mainly the Houston area, uh, and unfortunately, of course, that's the area where I'm at. But thankfully, I'm smart enough to know how to use a car battery in a camper. So, right, and, and stay warm. 
I just and you also got to look at all the like the production plants that pop up every day and all the steam and all the other abundance of substances that are just being thrown out into the air well you know they, they don't just disappear they just collect and that's why you get places like la where it's so smog covered that you can't even barely drive a normal car anymore without it being up to the very highest standard of emission output because it, there's so their air is so dirty there yeah and I, uh, I've heard. Uh, actually, I heard due to COVID that that area, air-wise, cleaned up. Mm-hmm. After a while, I'm sure it's probably not really uh, right now. I'm sure it's almost, unfortunately, back to the way it was. But uh, um, because everybody's starting to go back to work for the most part, but uh. I think that's that's definitely something that affects it. Even here, uh, in 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 the Houston area, they they have, you know, some of that. It's not super crazy, and not nowhere as close to be in L.A., but it's still uh, enough to affect, right. for sure. And maybe that's the reason why now that the sightings for these cryptids are increased uh, tenfold. Because we're pushing onto their territory. I mean, look at how and many, we're messing up their planet. Look at how many square miles per month of forest are completely torn down for your next shopping mall, your next restaurant, your next factory. It's like, don't don't we have enough already? Like, we are literally no, exactly destroying, and even in just the U.S., we are destroying it on a daily basis. And it's sad because, you know, what, what's it going to be like 50 years from now? Are we going to have any natural forests left? Are we going to have any, you know, dedicated land that is sacred and shouldn't be touched? That's that's the one thing that scares me. Because uh, uh, I lived in North Carolina for a bit, and there wasn't a day that I was on the road driving that I did not see at least... 20 trucks that have trees that are cut down getting ready to get turned into lumber or whatever else. Right. And to me, I think we really need to try to find another way around. I mean, hemp, hemp's a hell of a product. You could make, just gonna bring up the, you could make houses out of hemp. It's a, a fact. Everything that we consume on a daily basis Minus, like, you know, metals and stuff like that can be made out of hemp. Plastic bags, trees, houses, like, literally everything. And, and it's so renewable and so sustainable. I mean, from planting to 90 days later, you have your crop. And if we, if instead of we had these big lumber companies, we had people, you know, doing industrial scale hemp farms we would not need to cut down, you know, a hundred square miles of trees every month to keep building these cookie cutter houses and these, you know, cul-de-sacs and suburbs that aren't really needed. 
And exactly. And, and you know what? Uh, you're right. There is, there's a lot of empty buildings that we could do away and help, help the homeless people for sure. You could go to any town in this country, just town, not even city, any town in this country, and you'll find a building that's been abandoned. I mean, if I was the guy in charge, I'd be like, hey, this is what we should do. Get the homeless people. Let them fix up these abandoned houses. Let them make it their home. You know, set a couple standards up where they have to take care of it. Yep. And that takes care of the the homeless situation. Uh, Instead, we have people camping out on our highways. That and, you know, we spend like big cities, for example. um, I think it was... I want to say Cincinnati, maybe they did a whole thing with their infrastructure to make it harder for homeless people to have a place to sleep. Like, you know, putting spikes and all kinds of just really cruel things to make it to where, you know, these people can't even lay on a park bench and go to sleep. And it's like, okay. So we're going to spend millions upon millions of dollars to implement this infrastructure when that money could have been allocated to, you know, buying up some, you know, abandoned houses or abandoned buildings and, you know, I've never been homeless, but from if I was in those shoes, as long as it's dry roof over my head and I have somewhere to lay down out of the elements i wouldn't need you know a six bedroom five bathroom three basement house to be happy yeah like uh personally i'm not too far from flint michigan and there is i I kid you not man there are blocks where there are five houses that are occupied and the rest of them are all vacant and I mean, there are people who do squat in these houses and there's nothing wrong with that because I wouldn't want to sleep on the street or in an alley or wherever. But the city will go down, lock these things down completely. And then if they do catch squatters in there, they pick them up and throw them in jail. And it's like, okay, well, nobody's there. Nobody's going to buy this house because, I mean... I don't know how much you know about Flint, but it's um, it's destitute, man. It, it's sad. Um, I'm I'm sure, and to to me, you know, I, I unfortunately have, I get to see this every day where there's people homeless on the streets. Uh, thankfully, Houston's nice enough to let them camp out underneath overpasses and, and stuff like that in, in tents. And they don't, and not only nice enough to do that, but they, they give them a, like a water supply that they can use uh, and some electric. Right. Um, which is great. But there's so many more answers to this problem that are not, uh, you know, getting resolved. Like, like we said, they could use the abandoned buildings. Why why not? As long as they're safe and even if some of them need to get fixed up, let let the people, you know, work their way for the, for the house, the place they're going to live in. Exactly. A lot of people can't get jobs right now because they don't have an address. Well, you just, you just solved, you know, probably three different problems 
in one shot. One, you gave somebody a house. Two, that house can get fixed up. Three, that person has the address. And actually, four, they can get a job. Right. And see, that's the thing is a lot of people see homeless people and, oh, well, go get a job. Okay. Let's say a homeless guy goes to an interview. He doesn't have good clothes to wear to the interview. So they're automatically going to take some kind of opinion of, oh, this guy's kind of scrounging. And then, oh, well, you know, we'll give you a call back. Oh, doesn't have a phone. How are you going to get a call back for a job if you don't have a phone? Can't go get your hair cut, make yourself look presentable, take a shower, none of that. Because you've taken away the possibility of these things for these people to get back on their feet. And a lot of the homelessness in this country isn't because these people, you know, decided to completely screw up their lives and got hooked on drugs and a lot of it a lot of it is you know they just fell really hard on their luck and they lost everything i actually personally talked to a guy one time and um i would see him every day on my way to work and i'd always give him you know 10 15 bucks bring him some food you know whatever and um I talked to him one day. This guy was a uh, Marine veteran, did 10 years in the Corps, medically discharged. And uh, when he got out, went to work construction. His job got shut down and in a matter of two months, lost his vehicle, his house, his only source of income. VA doesn't really help anybody that's a veteran. yeah, matter of two months, this guy lost everything. And all he wanted to do was get back to work and get back on his feet. So me being the crew leader, I did concrete at the time. I put this guy to work for a hundred bucks a day. And he was one of the best workers I've ever had. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's there's definitely, to me, there's, there's definitely uh, things where, you like that it's not their choice they're there some of them don't choose to be homeless others do others want to just get away from everything they don't they don't need all the other stuff that you know is going on around them uh some people choose to stay in the city others go out live in the forest uh, you know i can't say how many times uh what's happening um how many times that I've went out camping, hiking, or something? I, I would bump into somebody that legitly lived out there, right? And they're and, perfectly content with a very minimalistic lifestyle, and I can respect that because yeah, exactly. I mean, I know some areas are definitely way harder to uh, cope with than others, but I mean, if you have somebody that's out there, and more than likely, if if they've been out there for a while, they know how to survive. So, right. Um, I know for sure they, they definitely would live, uh, you want to live in Idaho? <laughs> so, uh, I know for sure that those kind of people could survive just about anywhere oh, yeah. where others, other people are really people dependent. They depend on others. Um, not easy, but you, you see some others, people are, are, you know, have a drug addiction. Right. 
but there's there's more we could do. I mean, we're we're way off a topic, but there's way way more uh, that we can do. I mean, the government could do than what we're doing right now. Um, just a lot more, and hopefully, yeah, someday uh, somebody actually uh, comes up with a good plan to uh, you know help that situation out. I think just like you said, like what like what you did, hundred dollars a day, you gave that guy a chance help them out and that's that's all some of these people need they just need a chance to improve their lives and that's what they're going to do um and like i said he was one of the best workers i've ever encountered he was we're at our designated meeting spot every day ready to work never complained did everything that i needed him to do you know dude was a beast and when i eventually we stopped working out there um I talked to my boss and I was going to see if we could hire this guy on full time. And, you know, my boss wasn't really about it because it would have kind of just been logistically a lot harder. And, but I just, you know, I gave the guy a chance, put a little money in his pocket. And that's something that made me feel good because all the guy wanted was a shot. And he did more than prove himself. But um, yeah, man, it's a it's a crazy thing the way that what what we're doing to ourselves, and honestly, uh, to to kind of turn us back on to the topic, um, why do aliens probably not really want to? Uh, nothing, not much to do with us. That's that, there's a reason right there. You like you said, there's more than likely a race that's so high intelligence i'm sure that's beyond uh war and in you know fighting and all all that craziness um or we could be a giant experiment we, the, i mean i could i could definitely see the experiment part there is a uh apparently back in and the 60s or 70s there was an alien that visited the White House. Valent Thor. Mm-hmm. And apparently he laid out this 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 big game plan about uh, I guess what the future holds. What they will get involved in and what they're not getting involved in in a, a time frame. So my guess is that there's the time frame came up said, hey, you have X amount of years to get your people ready um, before we we show up to it, pretty much in everybody's faces. So the, I'm going to take a guess, and that's why they're starting to, the government's starting to release these alien and UFO files uh, more and more and more. Let's giddy up and go. <laughs> so... That's my guess. I'm I'm thinking that. I mean, that's the only reason I can I can legitimately think of. It, it makes sense. It really does. Uh, slowly released information. Try to get these people, our people, ready. Confirm that hey, this is legit. You know, coming from us, and it's classified information, and no longer classified. Uh, to me, that's what makes sense for sure. Yep. I, and I mean, they would almost have to do it that way because the amount of panic 
that would ensue if one day a UFO touched down in the middle of a giant city, all hell would break loose. You know, people wouldn't know how to react to that. So, you know, desensitize slowly but surely. And then when it does happen, people, I mean, yeah, there definitely will be people that panic and people that are scared, but it would be more controllable than just, you know, throwing us to the wolves and letting us figure it out on our own. That's true. Um, and I really think that's why. I mean, uh, honestly, uh, I'll say the same thing with Bigfoot. Uh Bigfoot more and more and more is becoming something that's involved in movies, cartoons, animated series. Uh, I mean, just recently Netflix put out uh, four or five months ago, uh, I think it's called a a little animated movie called Bigfoot Dad, I I believe. Um, Like you even look at movies from, you know, uh, the 80s, like Harry and the Hendersons. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. Yes, yes, yeah. a great movie. Yeah, and I mean, it. it that's also what we were talking about earlier. It could be dangerous because in that movie, they paint Bigfoot as a, as a pet, almost. And it's like, you know, that's, that's not really what it is. This is a giant ape creature that is capable of dealing massive amounts of damage with little to no effort on his end for sure um i don't know if you ever listened to sasquatch chronicles but here and there i'll I'll give you a a a gist in the listeners a gist of, of this one episode and it's probably it's it's up there with one of my favorite episodes so there's two cousins they're going to, they're going fishing on a river in a, a pretty remote area. So they're going fishing and trying to have a good time. And all of a sudden there's, they notice that there's somebody scaring the fish. Somebody's throwing rocks. Well, the one cousin thinks that it's, you know, somebody hiding up there in, uh, on the ridge line, and he's getting mad. He's getting ticked off. He yells from the stop. And all of a sudden, the rocks got bigger. Kaplunk. So he's like, that's it. You know, let's go. Uh, we're, we're going to the, the shore now. So they paddle over to the shore, pull the boat up. And the one cousin picks up a handful of rocks, throws it at where he thinks that these, these rocks are getting thrown from. Well, sure you know, they, they made a, a heck of a mistake. What comes out from behind a tree, holding on to the tree with one hand, it's Bigfoot. Big, hairy monster, and he's he's not a cuddly bear. He's ticked off. You threw rocks at him. He charges them. Not a bluff charge, but a charge. The cousin that threw the rocks got his ribs broken, was spitting up blood, And had to get helped back into the canoe. The other cousin was so scared that even though he had a gun, his thought wasn't to shoot him. He 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 end up he he admitted he went to the bathroom all over himself. Couldn't help it. Understandable. Yeah, definitely, definitely understandable. 
gets enough courage to get his cousin in the boat, gets himself in the boat, takes off, calls 911, let them know that they're getting ready to go to a boat ramp to meet him there with an ambulance because his cousin's seriously hurt. Well, who's there to meet him? A cop and then forest officers. And people that they, they, they aren't 100% sure who they are. Yeah. Starts talking to them, questioning them about what they're seeing. Oh, no, it was a boat accident, right? It's trying to go with the story of a boat accident or it was a bear. And I was like, no, nah, it was definitely, it was no bear, no boat accident. Oh, these guys have been drinking. You've seen, man, I, in my younger years, have drank a lot. So, it ain't never, not one time in my life made me see things. Yep, never been drunk enough to hallucinate. And I don't um, even think that would be possible, quite honestly. Yeah, and definitely, you're right. Definitely not a happy greeting. So, they finally, he, he gets his cousin into the truck. He drives him because no ambulance showed up yet. So, he just grabbed him, took him to the emergency room. They both had to go to the emergency room, apparently, and get looked at. Then two gentlemen... Men in black, like, show up, try to talk to him. Telling him, hey, listen, you did not see this. This doesn't happen. It was a bear. I'm telling you it was a bear. And, of course, that's that's where they're going on. Um, goes to the other cousin, tells, tells the other cousin the same thing. And then must have said something to him because they haven't spoke uh Except for going when they went to court because they were trying to take them both to court and mess with their, of course, mess with their lives. But the whole point is, is that, like you said, not all these creatures are going to be a nice. Uh, I call, I, I always say they're not the Care Bears. What's up, Caps? They're not the Care Bears. They're not going to be these animals that are all lovey dovey all the time. I believe that they're very much like humans. Some of us are nice, some of us are evil, some of us uh, have, you know, no patience. Yep. I'm probably one of those people that don't fall on the patience line. At least I don't, I don't have patience for stupidity. That's, that's me. And a lot of times, I'm pretty sure the Bigfoot don't have patience for stupidity either, like throwing a damn rock <laughs> back at them. That's a stupid move. Um. Exactly. But you have people that go out there and say, and now you have the movie like Harry and the Hendersons, even this new Bigfoot movie on uh, Netflix, the cartoon, it, it kind of portrays him as uh, he, he was a human first, some kind of science experiment happened and turned him into Bigfoot. That's how the cartoon portrays it. Um... Otherwise, he lives just like us. Yeah, and see, that's that's what I was kind of talking about with false media portrayal is, you know, it, it, it kind of sends the wrong message. Like, and not only does it send the wrong message, but it also discredits, you know, like to certain native tribes, Sasquatch, Bigfoot, whatever you want to call it, is kind of like a, a sacred thing and you know 
treating it as some kind of science experiment or whatever you want to call it, in a sense, it's almost disrespectful because, you know, throughout history of the natives, they've kind of, for lack of a better term, lived side by side with these things and had a clear understanding of, you know, leave us alone, we leave you alone. Exactly. And, uh, and if you talk, it all depends. Some Native Americans will talk to you. Some won't. If, if you talk to them about it, it depends on where you are in the country. Uh, some will say, yeah, they're, you know, you leave them be, show them respect. You'll be fine. You won't have an issue. You disrespect them and bother them. You're going to have a problem. Others say that they're, uh, straight killers. I mean, there's there's reports of them kidnapping children and 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 women, um, going for years back. So, I mean, with the Native American people, thousand years, at least a thousand years back, with us, a couple hundred years back, um, so you you have that where. Like us, we're just depending. I guess depending on where that's it's it's very different, different looks too. Some some are uh, some have that chronic head shape. Others do not have the chronic head shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, other you hear some where it has like a the the nose like a gorilla, and other ones where it doesn't like it. It looks like a boxer, you know, a boxer's nose that's getting punched in the uh, face one too many times. Exactly. So, what the hell? They are going off in the comments. Yeah, they are. That's caps, though. That's not surprising. But yeah, uh, to to me, it's it's definitely. Um, it's just unwise, and I, like how you say with the media, you know, kind of portrays them a lot of the times. Uh, I, I think one of the best things I've seen was a series, I think, based off of Amazon Prime, uh, that's based off of, of Bigfoot. And it kind of shows that sometimes it could be a killer, other times it could, uh, I guess, save you from the swamps. Right. Um, you, know, you, you almost have to say the same thing about the, the dog man, too, because, I mean, if they are out there, there's got to be more than one because there's been countless sightings in Michigan. And then, you know, just across the pond in Wisconsin, you know, there's the, the beast of Bray Road. And down in Louisiana, you got the Rougarou and you know, there's it's like almost each state kind of has its own version yeah for sure but i've i've never heard a version like you just mentioned the 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 rougarou um i mean their their legend down here is that it's the guardian of the swamps uh, it, it guards all the animals and stuff like that and if you do anything to disrespect it it kills you yep um but still it's it's still a dog man still description same description as the dog man. It still has that th- th- puts the fear in you. They say it's it's pure evil. It, you know, that's 
what you mainly hear. Mm -hmm. Um, actually, one of the most recent encounters in Michigan happened in Holly. Um, he was a repo guy, and he found out where one of the cars on his list was being hidden, and it was kind of one of those houses back set way off the road, down a little two-track, basically. And um, guy was hooking up the car, felt like he was being watched, and turned around, clicked his light on, and saw a dogman. And it was, you know, going back to what I said earlier, it was one of those things where this creature had this guy dead to rights. If he wanted to do harm to it, he definitely could have, and there would have been no witnesses and body probably wouldn't been found for a long time. Um, thing chased him into the truck. He got back in his truck, took off down the road, and it gave chase for all of 15 seconds and then was gone. So personally, my whole theory on it is these things don't necessarily mean physical harm. They just don't want people treading on their land, treading in their territory, which I don't know many animals that are cool with unwelcome guests. And it's just, it's one of those things where if they are real, they just want to be left alone and hurting people is just going to bring unwanted attention their way. Definitely. Definitely. I think if they, honestly, I, I think my, my opinion is this. If, if they see you out in the woods, in the wilderness, and you're, you're deep in a, a rural area, uh, I think your ass is grass. I don't think they care about that then. Um, I think, however, if you're in a area, whether it's a small town or, you know, whatnot, where they could possibly bring attention to themselves, like you say, then more than likely they're just probably going to try to scare you away and, and not do anything whatsoever. Exactly. So, because, that's... Uh, wasn't there... Correct me if I'm wrong, but not that long ago, I, I believe it was in Texas, uh, some park rangers found a body in a tree like 70 foot up, and it like the body was naked and... Uh, I'd have to find the article again, but I'm trying to think of where it was at in Texas. I know it was in Texas. Uh, Sam Houston National Park. Yes. Yep. Park rangers found this guy's body 70 foot up a tree and they chalked it up to, um, a wild animal. I mean, I know... You know, big cats are known to take their kills up into a tree. But, I mean, this guy was a pretty big dude. About a, you know, 210. Pretty hard for a cat to drag a full-grown large man 70 feet up a tree. And it still doesn't explain why he was naked when they found him. Yeah, I actually heard... Uh... 
another one where they they impaled somebody up a tree like Vlad like Vlad the impeller did yep right here in the Sam Houston National Forest uh, forest um, there's a lot of sightings out of there there's there's a lot of sightings there's some sightings where they just you know try to scare you off there's other ones where they're just curious and then there's other ones where they're not that friendly um, and they're doing a lot more than just trying to scare you off so it's uh, strange to, to uh, say the least. Yeah, exactly. But it, I, I just really wish that some people would. Uh, I always tell you know all the listeners, anybody that if you are going out to the forest, and this is just not just for cryptids or anything like that, but if you're going out hiking or camping or something like that, bring some kind of weapon with you. If your state doesn't let you carry a gun, fine. Bring a knife. Bring a, a like a small bat or something. Something right. to just, just something that you can use that's not your fists. Yeah, because I mean, you're not you're not beating number one. If you run into if you do run into a cryptid, you're not beating it with your fist. You're probably not going to beat it with a bat or much else. But um, gives you a better shot than it definitely gives you a better shot unarmed. But there's also crazy people out there. Yeah, exactly. And you need to just be prepared. It's always smart to have something with you. It has nothing to do with crypt or paranormal or any of that it's just you know your own protection make sure you always have something because you never know what you're going to run into I've, I've heard a story about two girls uh two girls stopping they're, they're they're going on a camping trip they stop at a place a small town that they knew nothing about they over talked said where they were going to camp at these guys followed them from way back to where they were camping and up messing with them at night and thankfully the girls are okay nothing crazy happened but that's that it could have went a thousand times went, worse yeah it could have went sideways so so fast so quick um and there was also a cryptid story that was tied in there with that so maybe that maybe that's why the guys got scared away uh, I don't know, but there was uh, just so many different things that could have happened, you know, and they had nothing to sit there and protect them, themselves with. Nothing. Yep. I mean, personally, with me being from Michigan, I was told from a young age, especially like all my family lives up north. So I was told, you know, you don't go in the woods without a gun. And anytime... I'm out in the woods. I have my AR on my back and a Glock and a holster. Just, I mean, it's definitely caused some uncomfortability when I've ran into other people in the woods hiking. But, you know, if, if you're uncomfortable with that, that, that's your problem. I'm not going to be out here defenseless. A hundred percent. I mean, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm originally from New Jersey, so I always carried a knife with me or a machete. Always had something on me that I knew I could protect myself um, and not have to sit there and worry uh, 
you know, things happened. Um, and things definitely happened. Uh, but I always had something to protect myself with it. Now, like you, I carry my sidearm on my, you know, ready to go. I'll have uh, my carbine behind my back. And I'm ready for, you know, if anything happens. Hopefully not. I mean, you also have, like, wild animals, hogs, wild cats. We have so many. Oh, yeah, coyotes. And I don't know about if if it's, like, uh, up in Michigan, but here in Texas, there's so many coyotes that they put bounties out for them. Oh, yeah. We have uh, no bag, no tag limit. As long as you have a small game license... You can take a hundred of them a night if you want. I actually, uh, one of my pastimes is coyote hunting. And yeah, as long as you've got a small game or trapper's license or a fur license, there it's open season year round for those here. And uh, to me, I mean, that's, you got to be careful because if you have no, no kind of weapon on you, a pack of coyotes, you're in trouble. Oh yeah, pack coyotes can take down a you know fifteen hundred pound cow. Imagine what they're gonna do to a, a human. Yeah, exactly. Outrun the pack. You ain't gonna fight off the pack. I mean, and personally, I've had encounters with animals in the woods, almost just as much as I've had encounters with people in the woods. I actually uh, don't want to go into too much detail for legal reasons, but. Ran into a guy in the woods. Think he might have been on something. Don't exactly know, but he tried attacking me. Saw that I was armed, and he backed right off and had to throw a couple of warning shots out for animals as well. I mean, it, it's just I'm protected. I'm not going to take any chances because some of the country around here is so thick that if something were to happen to me, uh, they wouldn't find me till I'm a pile of bones, probably. Right. And that's the same thing with my land. I've I've had to definitely pop out some warning shots um, to animals, even when I'm on on the hiking. Go out on the hike. You know, some of them, uh, I guess, don't have no fear of of man. They try to push the you know push on you but if you have a gun you can scare them away thankfully most of the time very easy yep and sometimes they still might try to challenge them yeah um but anyway hunter we're almost on a two-hour mark and uh just any time you want to come back, man. Um, and if you have any other encounters, definitely uh, hit me up. It's been an awesome, awesome talk with you for sure. Same to you. I appreciate you bringing me on. I appreciate you sharing your story. And again, um, you ever go out in, in the woods and you see anything that happens, man, feel free to uh, come back on, hit me back up. I'm going to give you uh, some of my contact information. Uh, I know you got my my email. All right. Um, But uh, feel free to hit me up, and uh, anytime you want to be guest on the show, just let me know. All right. Will do, man. 
So everybody, hope you all enjoy the show. That's Hunter. He shared his experience with Dogman, and we got the chance to talk about our own theories about what's going on in this crazy world today, uh, from Bigfoot to the aliens to, you know, unfortunately, the human race just not knowing how to act all the time. Um, we shared a lot of different opinions. It has been a hell of a lot of fun and a great uh, interview for sure. So, like I always say, take care of each other. Look out for each other. If you see a little old lady that needs help crossing the road, give her a hand. If you see an elf on the shelf that can't reach that top shelf, help them out. Ain't nothing wrong with trying to help each other out. So, until next time, folks, take care, and I'll see you all on the flip side. All right, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for everybody watching. Yeah.